It's the rant. My name is Jeff Radcliffe, and it is Friday, October 22nd. Man, to Ernest Johnson getting it done. If you started him, you're off to a good start. Otherwise, it's pretty miserable. I mean, I guess Javante Williams is okay, too. But it was pretty miserable, and I think it's going to be a miserable week in general. So let's go through the miserable matchups for this week. There are some good matchups, too. Plenty of them, in fact. And we're going to dive right in. We'll kick it off with Washington and Green Bay. On the Washington side of things, straightforward here, it does look like Antonio Gibson is going to play through this injury. Now, that could change next week, but for now, he's still in play. He is an RB2. J.D. McKissick will continue to benefit when they play from behind, which in this game, they probably play from behind. So just remember, though, he is a volatile passing down back. And if anything happened with Gibson, if he was shut down, we would be looking very likely at an increased workload for Jared Patterson, but Patterson just a cuff. Otherwise, Ricky Seals-Jones looks like he's good to go uh, back in the mix, which, you know, after missing practice earlier in the week, which is good because he's been a darn good streamer. And um, ultimately, we will have uh, Terry McLaurin here as well. Uh, so that's good on that side. I mean, on the other side, it's really straightforward. You know you're always starting Rodgers. You know you're always starting Aaron Jones. You know you're always starting uh, Devontae Adams. Are you starting A.J. Dillon? That is a good question this week, especially given his increased workload. I think you might be able to flex him this week. It's not a bad matchup. It's a great matchup for Rodgers, but it's not a bad matchup for the run game as well. So I think you could get away with that this week. I really do. Um, not a bad spot for A.J. Dillon. All right, let's move on to the next one. Not a lot to be said about that game, uh, just in general. This one's pretty straightforward as well, generally speaking, but Kansas City, Tennessee, going to be a fun one. And, I, you know, okay, obvious answers. Patrick Mahomes, yes. Tyreek Hill, I think he will be good. I'm not seeing anything in terms of injury reports right now. Uh, but, oh, no, he did get back into practice, and Andy Reid saying he should be fine. That was the expectation all along. So we're good there. We're good with Travis Kelsey, and I honestly think we're good with Daryl Williams. I mean, this is a great matchup for the passing game, but Daryl Williams last week, we had the clarity, right? He was the guy who was being used, and that was it. So he's a, I mean, he's a back-in RB1 play, as crazy as that is, but with so many teams on by, this is what we're dealing with. Now, Tannehill, I know he's been disappointing, but I do think we can start him in this matchup. Kansas City, the number two fantasy matchup for quarterbacks. It looks like we're going to have A.J. Brown and Julio Jones in this one. Julio is a little bit more of a question mark. Apparently, Brown had a, a food poisoning type issue that he was dealing with, so that was why he missed practice. It wasn't um, aggravation of the injury. Uh, I don't have a practice report in front of me right now. Jones did get back to limited, though. Either way, I still like Tannehill here, and I have him at quarterback eight. So, you you know, probably a top streamer because he was widely dropped. So probably a top streamer. Uh, Derrick Henry's awesome. You know that, but here's some numbers to quantify it. Yeah, nine runs of 15-plus yards, eight goal line carries, four converted for scores. He is having a career year as a receiver. He's got 16 catches already. 19 is his career best, so he's going to blow by that number. And the beauty to that, Henry's not going to be a 70-catch guy, but if he's like a 35-catch guy, that's a lot of extra meat on the bone for fantasy purposes. If we went back and redrafted right now, we go back in time to August, we redrafted, I mean, it's pretty freaking clear he would be the number one guy. You know, it's a shame that we didn't take him there, but, you know, hey, lesson learned. That's those are the breaks. Atlanta, Miami. Can 
Atlanta opened things up in this passing game and stopped with the dink and dunk. Matt Ryan averaged up a target 6.24. It's so low. Despite all the volume, 40.8 passing attempts per game. Only Brady and Herbert have more, but it's all dink and dunk. Now, this is a great matchup. Miami allowing 307.5 net passing yards per game. So Ryan is a streamer. I'm using him in the FTN staff league. <laughs> so there's that. But you do have Ridley back. You hopefully now know that you should be using Kyle Pitts as much as you possibly can. And you have Cordero Patterson, who is a RB1 this week. What the heck? But he is. Uh, also, hey, Mike Davis, I have him at RB... Right now, I have him at RB17. I mean, the matchup's phenomenal. Opposing backfield, 4.6 yards per carry. Number four fantasy matchup. So, we're using him. Uh, on the other side, Tua is a possible streamer. I'm not in love with Tua here. But the matchup is really appealing. He's got Waddle. He's got Kasicki. I just, I, I would prefer the safety of like Derek Carr, Matt Ryan, Ryan Fitzpatrick. I would prefer the safety of those guys, but I, I get it. If you could use, if you want to use Tua, I get it. I totally get it. Plus, the Falcons are good against, they're, they're sort of a, a pass funnel. They're good against the run, not good against the pass. Backfield's averaging 78.2 rushing yards per game against Atlanta. Not the week to use Miles Gaskin. Jets, Patriots, pretty straightforward on the Jets side. Corey Davis, wide receiver three. Michael Carter, a flex or RB2, depending on where you are with that. It's really the other side that's more intriguing. Damian Harris, 100-yard performance uh, last week. Favorable game script. When the game script is favorable, he does well. And I do think we see plenty of him. Hey, man, the Jets... Backfields have touched the ball 36 times per game against the Jets. Running backs touch the ball a ton against the Jets. This is a week to use him. Otherwise, you're using Jacoby Myers, maybe Hunter. Well, not maybe. You're using Hunter Henry and then maybe Jacoby Myers, I guess is the way I should say it. But you probably have to use Jacoby Myers. Carolina and the Giants. A lot of Giants out in this contest. No Saquon Barkley, no Kadarius Tony, no Kenny Galladay. This was supposed to be the McCaffrey versus Barkley game. It is not. It's the Hubbard versus Booker game. Booker, tough matchup, but still an RB2. And, I mean, just given the, the shakeup at wide receiver, I, I don't trust Daniel Jones as a streamer. Obviously, Shepard's a little dinged up, but you can play him. Chuba Hubbard on the other side, see him volume. He's a top 12 play this week, and then you know you're using DJ Moore. Sammy Darnold in a favorable matchup is a back-end quarterback one. All right, going to take a quick break here. When I come back, I will talk Cincinnati and the Ravens. Another straightforward game. I mean, on the, the Ravens side, okay, yeah, you know you're starting Mark Andrews and Marquise Brown and Lamar Jackson. On the Cincinnati side, you're starting Joe Mixon and Jamar Chase and probably T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. Burrow is a back-end quarterback one this week. So really, the only thing that I think is worth talking about here is the backfield for the Ravens. Latavius Murray is not going to play this week. He's got a high ankle sprain. It's a mild high ankle sprain, which is good, but he won't play this week. Probably be back after the bye. So we're talking, we have Devontae Freeman, Le'Veon Bell, Tyson Williams splitting the work, and they're going to split the work. It's going to be a mess. It's not something I want a piece of, a full-blown platoon in this one, and the Bengals are pretty good against the run, fourth lowest yards per carry allowed in the league. So yeah, I don't want a piece of this. Even in a week with six teams on by, maybe Freeman, but I don't feel very good about that. 
Philly and the Raiders. Speaking of not feeling good about the run game, <laughs> the Eagles running backs are averaging 13 carries a game. Not each, all together. <laughs> Derrick Henry is averaging 27 per game. So anyway, it's not good for Miles Sanders. It's a good matchup. Vegas giving up 4.52 yards per carry to running backs. But I just don't see how we're going to get anything out of Miles Sanders from a volume standpoint. So it's really like Jalen Hurts, Devontae Smith, and Dallas Goddard, who is going to play in this one, are confident. I mean, you're going to have to use Sanders as an RB, too. I just don't love it. On the other side, Derek Carr in play as a top 10 fantasy quarterback. 324.3 net passing yards per game. Tossing the ball downfield. Now, Philly's pass defense is pretty good, but they are allowing two passing scores per game. Kenyon Drake scored two touchdowns last last week. Kenyon Drake played 12 snaps last week. So, yeah, uh, don't trust Kenyon Drake. I thought Josh Jacobs actually looked pretty good last week. And, you know, it's not a bad matchup. Philly allowing 4.47 yards per carry to opposing backfield. So, a good spot there for Josh Jacobs. Actually, I've met 12 for the week. I think you can obviously still use Henry Ruggs and Hunter Renfro and Brian Edwards is a desperation flex. And, of course, Darren Waller is in the mix as an elite option as well. Detroit and the Rams' revenge. Not really, but, well, maybe for Jared Goff. He not, he's not going to get it. I'd be highly surprised by that. On the other side, let's talk about it first. Because, I mean, hey, for the Lions, you're starting Swift and Hawkinson, and that's it. But Matty Stafford is running that offense the way it should look. It's been phenomenal for Cooper Cup. It's been better for Robert Woods over the last couple weeks. But really, I mean, I look at this and probably the best game is set up for Daryl Henderson, coming off of a really strong outing last week, had over 20 carries, had the the receiving touchdown, and you get this phenomenal matchup. Only the Jets give up more fantasy points per game than the Lions. Phenomenal setup here for Daryl Henderson. I've met RB4. <laughs> That's crazy. But he is this week. Uh, Houston, Arizona, the only startable option on Houston is Brandon Cooks. If you're desperate, it's Mark Ingram, but really it's Brandon Cooks. So on the Arizona side, love Kyler, love Hopkins. Hey, Kirk, I mean, Rondell Moore is in the mix this week. Heck, you could even start A.J. Green as a flex because of how many players are on by. And, and Zach, Zach Ertz steps right in and is an immediate top 12 tight end. But the backfield is the intriguing spot for me here yet again. Now, Chase Edmonds hasn't touched the ball a ton, right? But he's already had four runs of 15-plus. That's right up there among the league leaders. Now, it's not Derrick Henry territory, but it's still pretty good. Uh, James Conner, only one of those runs this season. Now, on the other hand, James Conner, 18 uh, red zone touches, or red zone carries, not touches, red zone carries, and seven goal line carries. It's 9-1 and one for Chase Edmonds. So they each offer different things. Now, in a game where you do think this team plays from the lead heavily, they're big-time favorites, yeah, there's a lot of appeal. To James Conner. This is a week where we are bullish on James Conner. I have him at RB15. But at the same time, Chase Edmonds is also a top 20 play because, hey, the Texans give up over five yards per carry. There's only two defenses that are doing that right now. Five yards per carry to running backs. So they're both in play. They're both good plays. They're both in play. (laughs) We're going after it, all right? Uh, Let's go to Chicago and Tampa. Tampa's banged up on the defensive side of the ball. It's not only the secondary. Sherman's not going to play. Levante David's not going to play. But uh, it's still going to be a tough outing for Khalil Herbert. Doesn't look like Damian Williams will be back, but he could still, in theory, get back. Probably Khalil Herbert again. So back end RB2 this week. I think Justin Fields is very interesting here, though, just given the fact that 
it is a pass funnel. You're seeing Tampa allowing 285.2 net passing yards per game, 2.3 passing scores per game. Fields is throwing the ball over 10 yards, uh, 10 air yards per attempt so far this season. That's some big time upside there with Allen Robinson and Darnell Mooney. Uh, Fields is a desperation streamer. You know, maybe it's tough. Like it's like maybe DFS. I'm a, I'm gonna have to build a lineup just because I ha- every time when I I get that like, hey maybe he'll be under owned idea and there's upside. I have to at least build a lineup and toss uh, that lineup in. Uh, but I'm not overly bullish on him, and I only have my quarterback 17. On the other side, Tom Brady, love him even without no Rob Gronkowski, even without. Antonio Brown, those guys are not going to be on the field in this one. Uh, Mike Evans, giddy up, baby. Giddy freaking up with Mike Evans, although we could see some Jalen Johnson on him in this one, but I don't really care. Chris Godwin as well. Uh, both of those guys are going to bump up because as of uh, the the latest update before the Brown news, I had them at 13, 14, and 15, so both Evans and Godwin will very likely be up in the top 12. Uh, those rankings will be updated. Actually, I always do a Friday night update over at FTNFantasy.com. But you're starting both with confidence. O.J. Howard, who is questionable with an ankle injury but did get to full practice today. So O.J. Howard actually becomes kind of interesting with no Gronk yet again as a streamer, sort of desperation tight end streamer, just given the lack of weapons. And I just I really expect a healthy dose of Leonard Fournette yet again in this contest. Uh, a lot of Brady passing the ball as he does, but you know, Fournette, it, he's been heavily used this season. Uh, Indy and San Francisco. So we are getting to the portion of the year where weather does become an issue for these games. Right now, it is rainy and windy. The projection for the game, the forecast for the game, uh, showing, uh, precipitation probability of like 90%. So it's going to be raining (laughs) during the game. That takes the wind out of the sails for sure of the passing game for uh, both teams. Now, that does not move me off of Devo Samuel at all because Jimmy Garoppolo is not targeting him heavily downfield. A lot of dink and dunk, and that's fine. Devo does what he does after catch. It does have me still kind of a little bit pessimistic about Michael Pittman, who is more of a wide receiver three play, uh, but still, you know, you may have to use him. I'm not very bullish. As we saw last night what the the weather can do to these the, the passing game for these games. Uh, it's not always a good thing. In most instances, it's a bad thing, especially when you're talking about Carson Wentz. So we're all in on Johnny Taylor. We're all in on Elijah Mitchell. Now, it's not a great matchup. Culture, a bottom five matchup for the run game. But Elijah Mitchell is clearly the lead back in that backfield. And it's not even close between him and and Trey Sermon. So I have Mitchell at RB14 right now. Finally, let's round it out. New Orleans and Seattle. You could possibly stream Jameis. My concern about Jameis is that you have um, not a lot of volume in the passing game. You know, you may have Traycon Smith back in this one. We're not quite sure yet if he's going to be back on the field. We are going to be without Taysom Hill, which doesn't matter for fantasy for him, but it actually does matter for Alvin Kamara. No goal goal line vulture touches for Taysom Hill, which is good for Kamara. I love Kamara this week. On the other side, there is no clarity, unfortunately, with the backfield. 
I'm trying my hardest to figure out what they're going to do. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't have a Friday practice report for them yet. So keep an eye on it. Alex Collins did not practice yesterday. So here's my advice for Alex Collins if you have him on your roster. Read today's and tomorrow's practice report. If he goes DMP, DNP, even if Pete Carroll says there's a chance he plays, he's not going to play. If he goes limited today and limited tomorrow, he probably plays. If he goes limited and full, he definitely plays. If he goes DMP today and limited tomorrow, he probably plays. We have not seen any news on Rashad Penny being activated. They said they would, but they have not yet, at least what I'm seeing. So, there is a world where Collins doesn't play and Penny plays. Penny would be an RB2. There is a world where Collins plays and Penny plays. I give the slight edge to Collins, although I don't love it. I'm not very confident. There is a world where both of them don't play, in which case DJ Dallas would be a Hail Mary uh, RB2. Or, well, Hail Mary flex. Let's call him a Hail Mary flex option. He'd be top 30, but he wouldn't be top 25. Let's put it that way. And I don't like that. Um, don't like Geno Smith. The matchup's brutal, by the way. San, uh, New Orleans, that is, is one of the best run defenses in the NFL. In fact, nobody allows fewer yards per carry. 2.84 yards per carry allowed to opposing running backs. Bad matchup, bad matchup, bad matchup. But, um, yeah, sometimes beggars can't be choosers. Still going to use Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, but bad matchup. All right, there you go. Enjoy the football this weekend. Uh, and don't forget, on Sunday mornings from 8 to noon Eastern, CBS Sports Network, you can see my ugly mug on there with uh, a bunch of other cool people. And we talk football for four hours, including fantasy and betting and everything in between. Check it out if you have it with your local cable provider. All right, I'll catch you on Monday. We'll recap everything in the meantime. FTMFantasy.com, FTMBets.com, FTMDaily.com, at Jeff Radcliffe on Twitter, at Jeff Radcliffe on Instagram. All right, I'm Jeff Radcliffe, and I'm out.